Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road offers a huge, huge 25-year, you break it, they replace it warranty on all Infinite Off-Road products. This includes and specifically targeting their Rocklight kit. Their Rocklight kit is amazing. If you haven't seen pictures, visit the Facebook page of Infinite Off-Road or Racing on the Rocks. We have pictures of both on there. It is the widest and brightest pattern that you can find anywhere in the world. It is actually the only kit that includes a pure white emitter rather than mixing colors to create white. Now, the one thing I want to highlight about Infinite Off-Road is their customer service. I've personally dealt with them for a number of years now, barking on about six years. Mike is great. The customer service is great. Their response time is great. I have nothing but good things to say about them. Make sure you guys go check out InfiniteOffRoad.com. Best part about it is they're offering 10% off to all of our listeners using the code ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S. Great, fantastic guy, fantastic company. Use that code, get a discount. I also want to talk about my friends over at All Things UTV. All Things UTV has stepped up because they now carry the best wheel and tire packages. Um, the prices are rock bottom. They carry 30s, 32s, every kind of wheel and tire that you can think of. They run promotions on them. Um, they run buy four set of wheels or buy a, buy a four set of wheels and get a free axle. They run a number of promotions that can be found on their website. Updated today, I saw that uh, Dustin Robbins, the owner, he had a brand new Vision wheel that was sent to him and it wrapped it in a 30-inch Journey tire. Those Journey tires are everything that you want from Bighorns and more. Um, they're awesome. Go check them out. They also carry the world's best tender spring replacement for your side-by-side. -side. doesn't matter the application. Um, if you look on your vehicle, that tender spring is crushed. It's basically useless. It's dead weight. It's just pushing the, all the rocks and all the terrain that you run over straight back into your spine. And the All Things UTV Razor Aid Tender Spring Replacement will give you your suspension back. Awesome, awesome guys. Awesome to deal with. Awesome customer service. Have nothing but great things to say about them as well. Today on the show, we have a cool dude, a super cool dude, Jonathan Wright is a just awesome guy to talk to. He is just so humble in his practice. Um, it was great talking to him. A lot of you guys know him as Black Dog Media, takes the best pictures in the off-road world. Um, he was actually able to capture a, a complete backflip. The rock bouncer was 180 degrees upside down, really unique picture. Go give him a follow on Facebook, Instagram, everything like that. He has been very supportive of the show. We wanted to reach out to him and give him a platform to be able to talk about some of the things that he does and how he does what he does. So, without further ado, Jonathan Wright. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us and let's talk about racing on the rocks. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Good, man, good. I, uh... I wanted to reach out to you. Um, I wanted to do a highlight for the media guys because, you know, people see your pictures everywhere. People see your content everywhere. And sometimes more than just a watermark on a picture. Uh, it's good to know 
who's actually up there because uh, every race I've been to, I see the cluster of media guys up there, and I'm always like, I wonder how they got to that privilege or they got that chance to do that kind of thing. So uh, now is our opportunity, and uh, I'm with Jonathan Wright today, and uh, I'm really excited. Jonathan, I'm, I'm glad you're doing good. Uh, we've gotten some good weather. Um, I, I'm really excited to talk to you today. Uh, I feel like I say that all the time, but everybody I talk to, I'm super stoked to. Um, absolutely. But, absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to give you the opportunity. Oh, good, to, uh, man. Good. You know, yeah. do this. Um, it's, still so, kinda, it's still kind of weird to me that somebody wants to talk to me. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm just, because uh, I, I still consider myself just somebody behind the camera, you know. Yeah. Well, I think there's there's a lot to be said for the guys who, who contribute to the sport and try to make it better. And one of the best ways to make it better, especially in the age of social media, is uh, by content. And you push out a ton of content through your Facebook, especially. Um, it's just amazing, and, and your work is amazing. So uh, I wanted to have you on board as soon as possible. So um, before we talk about your work and what you're doing for the series, um, I did want to talk to you about who you are, like who you are outside of the guy who takes all the pictures for everybody. Man, I'm just a I'm just a normal guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, my normal job is I own a landscape, little, a small landscaping company. It's not even a landscaping company. I just mow yards, yeah. you know. And uh, that's what I do. That's what I do during the week, you know. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, where are you based out of? Uh, I live in Camelsburg, Kentucky. Is it's that... about 15 minutes from Dirty Turtle Off Road Park. Oh, that's which nice. is a big reason. Uh, you know, that's a big that's a big reason that pushed me into this. So yeah, so so let's let's talk about that. Uh, I want to loop back to the fact that you're that close to Dirty Turtle here in a minute, but um, let's talk about that. Uh, how did you get into off roading? You know, well, let me ask you this first. Which one came first, photography or off roading? Well, I mean, growing up. Uh, you know, I, I live out in the country, you know, mm -hmm. I live, grew up on a farm and stuff. So we always had quads and dirt bikes, four-wheelers and stuff. And uh, we used to, uh, me and all the guys I went to school with that lived around me, we used to get together and we used to ride four-wheelers any and everywhere we could, you know, 25 years ago, mm -hmm. which, you know, there, there really wasn't no off-road parks yeah. back then. But, you know, we had places we could ride, farms we could ride on, and a lot of times we wasn't supposed to ride on, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. we got together and we did it. Yeah, I, uh, that's that's how it started for me, too, honestly, is so-and-so uh, uh, found some empty field that, you know, no one cares where you're at and all this and that, and uh, that's how it started for me. So it makes me feel a little better that I'm hearing more and more that's how people got into this. Oh, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, you're in the off-road world. What were your, you know, you said you rode quads, but like, uh, what kind of rig are you in now? When you go to these events, do you do you have a side-by-side -side you take with you? You have a full-size rig, or, or are you just walking out there? Man, I, right now, I just, I hoof it everywhere. My man, know? putting in the uh, miles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hoof it, or, you know, a bummer ride with somebody. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, a lot, a lot of these races, I can just drive right up to where I need to go yeah. and it's not a big deal you know you have to walk up the hills anyway yeah but not like Dirty Turtle Dirty Turtle is kind of a different story because it's there's race hills anything like that is a long way from your parking and stuff mm -hmm. even if you can park it as close as you can yeah but I mean, it ain't a big deal 
yeah. there's always somebody willing to give you a ride or yeah for sure for sure you know so uh let me ask you this because i want to spend most of this time talking about you know what you do for the sport and and, and your opinions on how things have changed over time um yeah. if you had to pick your you know if you could if you could have any any vehicle you wanted to bring out there uh, are you getting a full-size rock bouncer? Are you getting a full-size Jeep, a side-by-side? What are you getting? What's what's your dream vehicle? Yeah, I, I would like to say I'd be happy with just a side-by-side, but I don't know, man. I'd really <laughs> like to have a bouncer. So, so let me ask <laughs> you mean, this. If it, I had the money to build something, I would definitely probably do a, a, a mild you know, trail rig rock bouncer. Yeah. So when you say mild trail rig rock bouncer, what's that image? Is there somebody's rig out there that hits that for you? Or is it, you know, I'd build it off a, a full body chassis kind of thing and then run it from there. What's your picture look like? Uh, man, I, I don't, I don't have pictures. I don't, I don't see stuff in my head like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a fly, fly as you go type of person. Yeah, absolutely. It turn, things turn out how they turn out. I'm not. I don't plan. I don't plan big, uh, or I don't plan ahead. I don't. I'm bad about not planning ahead. <laughs> I usually don't even pack for an event until yeah. I have to go. That type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Trust me. My, my fiance is that way. I'm like 100% a planner. Like anyone who's done an interview with me knows that I call you like a week in advance, two weeks in advance. <laughs> yeah. I put you on the calendar. Yeah. I've got your info. And uh, I text you a couple times before we get going because I want to make sure that we're on board. Yeah. So uh, I, the only thing I ever make sure I make sure I have a place to sleep. Yeah. If I have a, a place to sleep and take a shower, then everything else falls into place. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's go ahead and just jump into it. Um, photography. How did it start for you? I mean, did you start taking pictures of off-road rigs? Because um, I've done a little bit of more research on you, and you don't just take pictures of off-road rigs. You do what, some stills of nature. You do some uh, some portraits. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been a professional photographer for. I, I, I did quotation marks with my fingers. Okay, when I said yeah, that. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's the con of people not being able to see. Eighteen you. years. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I've done it. I've done it all. You know, from weddings to senior pictures. To, uh, I used to do a lot of corporate, corporate America photography, headshots yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I just stumbled upon the off-road thing. Really, I had a, a really good friend of mine that I went to school with. Opened up a small off-road park. I don't know, six years ago or so, here close to my area. Yeah. And uh, he got a hold of me and said, "Hey, man, did you come out one weekend and take some pictures?" I said, sure. Dude, I didn't know what a rock bouncer was. Yeah. You know, uh, a rock crawling and, you know, side by sides and full wheelers and stuff. You know, I've been around all that. But uh, I didn't know what a rock bouncer was. Yeah, for sure. So I show up to this park and here comes these two guys and these, these just twisted metal beat up things and they're rock bouncers. Dean Licklider. Yeah. Dean Licklider. I credit Dean Licklider for everything that I got into with this. Uh, he was the first rock bouncer I ever seen. I followed him around all day that day and I was hooked from that moment on. Yeah. And, uh, I just, uh, I started following him, you know, searching it on social media and mm-hmm. I, I found SRS and pro rock and, you know, started watching things. 
and SRS was having a an event at Dirty Turtle, and I was like, I gotta go. Yeah. You know? Right in my right in my backyard, I gotta go. Closer it got, I was like, I can't just sit and watch this. I gotta get on a hill. I gotta take pictures, you know. Yeah. And uh, I got a hold of uh, uh I'm trying to say Scotty, uh, the one of the managers at Dirty Turtle, and uh, she got me access to the hill. And uh, yeah, that's. That's, that's that was it. I that was, was it. Well, that's, sinker. that's amazing. So, so one thing I want to say is like, you know, I feel like everyone listening to the podcast has at one point or another seen some of your photography, especially um, some of the banners you guys do, uh, the social media. I mean, it's everywhere after every race nowadays. Um, yeah. You don't just get you know run of the mill, some dirt flying in the air. You know, that's 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 good, but you know. You get professional level. These rigs are turned at 90 degree angles. You know, all four wheels are off the ground. The wheels and tires are perfectly still. You you capture a moment that, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I've i taken some of your pictures that I got off Facebook, and they're in my background. I, I'm an engineer. I spend all my time at my desk. And they're, I have like a 50 pictures you've put up, and they're my rotating background, and they change every minute. And... Uh, Every time somebody comes to my desk, it's kind of one of those things like I always have one tab minimized just so I can have a picture to look at. And yeah. like the one I have recently is the cockroach buggy and it's like going 90 degrees straight up in the air and yeah. it's just a crazy image and every single time somebody who doesn't know the sport, who who doesn't know anything about it, is just like, what is that about? And I'm like, yeah. boom, I get to tell you yeah. about my favorite thing in the world. So, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I mean, that, that's one thing is... I mean, a lot of people can take pictures, and with the access to uh, DLSR cameras and professional-grade equipment, a lot of people can grab a camera and be like, oh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take pictures. Man, I've spent, I've spent years learning the art, and every day, even now, every event I go out, I learn something new. There's always something different. Uh, you know, there's always just... The environment affects things so much, mm-hmm. you know. It, it's a learning experience, but I spent so long just just trying to master the art of it, and it's it's something that I learn every time I go out. I learn something new. So, so let me ask you. You know, you say you it, it really is a, an art to mastering how to get that perfect picture. Um, what is it? Do you think? I'm sorry, that noise in the background is my doggy door. I forgot to set my dogs <laughs> out there, um, but. Uh, you know, what is it that you think separates a, a good picture of just a rock bouncer going up a hill from these next level photographs that you guys take? I mean, is, is, it, is it your positioning? What, what exactly makes it that much better of a picture? I, man, I, I don't know. I mean, I try to use the best of the best equipment, but I think a lot of it has to do with editing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Being on the hill and taking pictures, that's only a quarter of photography. Yeah, absolutely. 75% of it is boring, sitting on your butt in front of a computer. So, I have a process that every single photo I have goes through. It doesn't matter if it if I look at it and it's what somebody would say, man, that picture is perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. It still has to go through this process before 
And that's anybody will ever see it. That's something I think people misunderstand a lot of the time is, you know, almost every single media outlet, it's so much more than just taking a picture. It's it's getting, you know, I, before I say anything, like without giving any away any of your secrets, what is the process of you being on the hill, you taking the picture, and it ending up on someone's banner, a T-shirt, or you know, on social media, what is that process for you? Because obviously, you take the pictures, you go home, and you start a completely new process. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I have certain parks and certain race hills that I love to photograph from. Mm-hmm. Wild Wildcat last weekend was one of them. The, the position that I could get in and the spot that I could be in and still be remotely safe (laughs) yeah that was something i was gonna ask down the road you know like you are in this position but you know some of these angles you're right behind it looks like you're right behind the tire like you're right behind just where they could get you if if i could get within five feet and still feel safe that's where i want to be Woo, that's close man yeah well it is it is you know but uh I gotta feel comfortable, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I fully understand. I think I think the pictures you do get are too close. I wouldn't be that close. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's 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 right there. That's the first. That's the first step of everything. Is I, I find in a spot, and you know, sometimes sometimes you gotta watch a couple run to see because I I've, I've picked out spots before, and I'm like, this is gonna be this is gonna be an amazing spot. Mm-hmm. I look back at the photos. But through the magic of digital photography nowadays, I can instantly look back at my photos and be like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to be somewhere else. Yeah, no, you I know? understand. And But that's the first key, you know. And, and even even at parks that I can't get in those spots with, mm-hmm. I try to, I, I don't know, I just try to, I try to capture the essence of what the sport is. Mm-hmm. and. From from the very first event I've wanted to be on, I've seen other pictures and I've seen really great photography before I ever came to into the game. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I wanted to try to show was the true violence of what the sport is. I think that because that is it is beautiful. violent. Yes. Yeah, I fully agree. I think that that's a beautiful way to put it because. Uh, myself being someone who, who didn't, I, I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up around four wheelers. I didn't grow up around anything. I didn't, I, the, the most aggressive vehicle I had, I had before I was, I don't know, 18, maybe 19 was I had like a 20 horsepower gas powered scooter and <laughs> like it would do like 18 miles an hour. And I was like, this thing is it. And I popped wheelies <laughs> on it and like, that was it. But the first time I, I don't remember the first time I saw a rock bouncer in person, um, I want to say it was it was wheeling in the country, maybe like t- circa 2010, 2011. That was the first time I'd ever seen a rock bouncer. And when just the engine turns on and the 180-degree headers are firing off and it hits you in the chest, and that's just yeah. the idle, it, it, it really is, like, it's, it's, it's kind of breathtaking. And then the first time you're close to a rock bouncer or, you know, you're, you're remotely close, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good distance away, and they are, they go off that start line. It is a, I mean, it's violent to watch them just go like just oh, straight yeah. out of the gate. That's, well, that's that, the perfect word. That's an, that's another thing is you know, like all these guys that race, and they do this because not only because they love it and everything, but it's an adrenaline rush. 
Dude, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> it sure is. Let me tell you. Standing right there, when one screams by you, yeah. and you're getting pounded with mud, dude, that's an adrenaline rush, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, my, that's my way of getting the rush from it, you know? Yeah. So. Well, one thing I always think about is, you know, it takes one bad bounce, and these drivers are, you know, they're coming at you. You know, you're not that far off the, the race course or the trail or the, the hill. <laughs> That you know, you really do put yourself in a in a tight spot, and that's you know goes back to that whole discussion we had about safety. I mean, yeah, it really can be. You can get yourself in a tight spot pretty quick. Well, that's that's one thing is. There's been a couple times where I've picked out a spot. I, I'll use this for an example. It was in Powerline Park a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I picked out this spot that it, it was perfect. My vantage point was great. The weather was going to be coming up the hill, but. I don't know. Something just, something just wasn't right with my feeling. Yeah. So I moved, and like the third bouncer that ran up, top of the hill, bad bounce, right into the tree I was standing at. Ooh. And Ooh. you, you got. I mean, you got to, you got to use those. You got to, you, you got to go with your feelings. Yeah, your gut you know? says everything. And, and one thing, one thing that I go to is not only do I have to the spot that I pick out or mm-hmm. whatever that I'm at have to be good for my angles and everything. I got to have an out. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. And that That's the first thing that I look for is, do I have an out, you know? Yeah, I definitely, I like, Coach, I learned that from Coach Shirley. <laughs> in the second race. Yeah. So. I, uh, I think that's super wise. Um, so, so I, I kind of took us a different route, but I want to get back to your process. You take the pictures, you find the spot, you know, what what goes on? Is there something that you're doing like during the race or, or after the race that really like makes your pictures the quality that they are? No, I don't think so. I I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm hard on myself when it comes to my photos, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times I don't think they're that great. And uh, to be honest, to be honest with <laughs> you, you guys only see maybe. Maybe fifteen percent of what I take. Woo. I tr- I trash everything else, man, uh, because it doesn't meet a criteria that I set for myself. You know. Yeah, I think that that's a common thing with people of excellence, though. People that have yeah. high performances, you know, you got to, you know, if you're going to put your work out to the world, it better be the the top one percent of what you can yeah. do. You know. Yeah, I mean it is, and, and it's hard now too because I offer these media spots to the drivers, you know, so I can showcase them and you know help get the word out about their sponsors and you know and yeah. do their race coverage and stuff for them so they don't have to right so i have to have anywhere from four to eight photos that meet my criteria mm-hmm. and sometimes they only get one run yeah i mean you, you gotta be on your game you know yeah what I mean? you gotta make it everything count. has to be perfect yeah so that's something interesting too that i want to talk about is the you know i, I saw you actually talking um where are you going to be this weekend? And for those who don't know, we're, today is the 10th of April, and we're on this weekend where we got Ultra 4, Pro Rock, and Southern Rock Racing Series all in one weekend. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that here in a second because, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. like, it's time to have a talk about it. Everybody's talking about it, yeah. and uh, we're going to talk about it. But uh, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at Rush. 
Okay, so you'll Pro Rock event. So you'll be at the Pro Rock. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. I think that's a very wise decision because that Pro Rock hill is disgusting. It's going to be. A, uh, yeah. it's, it's a beast. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, I I do a lot of stuff for. I'm not discriminative of any organization. Right. Uh, right. Of course. By any means, I support everybody, and I only hope the best for everybody. Right. But. Uh, uh, I'm I'm dedicated to pro rock. Okay. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, just I mean I have I have Dylan from D Pats, mm-hmm. another great photographer. He's covering my guys for me for the Southern Rock Racing Series. So that's amazing, man. And yeah. uh, a little little spoiler for the future, we actually have him lined up for another uh, media one down the road here in just a little awesome. while. So uh, I'm I'm trying to make sure I hit all the all the big guys and and trying to get everything squared away. But um, so when you go to a race like this weekend at Pro Rock, I saw you posting, and you have certain spots. Um, and a lot of drivers listen to this. It was I, I actually got our numbers back, and we're averaging about a thousand listens a week, which mind blowing. Um, and a lot of drivers reach out to me, and they they want to know more about other drivers, and they want to know more about this and that. Um, will you explain how you do the spots, what the spots are for, you know, to anybody listening, if they wanted to have the rig in that lineup, what is it? What just explain that for us? Uh, it's, it's real simple, really. I mean, I charge $25 and I cover you. I get guaranteed coverage for you at the race. So you're not going to have to wonder, uh, did, did he get a shot of me right. or, you know, did do I have a good picture that I can use to tag my sponsors in and do a, a yeah. post race report? Yeah. You get guaranteed coverage. I guarantee four to eight shots. Uh, I do a brief overview of how your race went, mm-hmm. what you did, whether it was bad or good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whether you crashed, wrecked, finished, didn't finish, whatever. Yeah. But I, I tag all the sponsors, and that's a big thing, is because sponsors want to see that. Yeah. They want to see that highlighted black. On post, you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. That means people click that stuff. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Uh, Twenty-five bucks is really reasonable. I mean, absolutely, it's I, dirt cheap. I was about <laughs> to say, man. I like. I mean, I get it. We're you know, I don't think I don't think any of us are, are in this bitch to or in this uh, in this business to get you know just crazy rich or anything. But man, you uh, that's that's way lower than I had expected. So. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean. I, I want to be fair, you know. I want to yeah. be fair to everybody. I, you know, I, like I said, I've been a photographer for a long time. I yeah. see what good quality work costs, and it, it's it's sometimes it's just to me is outlandish, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm doing something yeah. that I love to do. Sure. In, t- in in two different aspects, you know, my I'm getting I'm getting to do this for a job, and I'm getting to be somewhere that I want to be, you yeah, know, yeah, not many people can say that. So for me, for me, the price gouge yeah. is just ridiculous, you know? Oh, I think that that's, that's really admirable. I want to, I want to mention that. So, um, drivers, what what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? You know, I know you put it on your Facebook, but, um, is, is that the best way for people to come uh, to you? Yeah. And, and Facebook say, messenger okay. or on my, my black dog page, yeah. a message. I have a pet peeve about answering messages, so if I get a message, I have to answer it. Okay, <laughs> you know cool, I mean? cool, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. That's that's how I, I mean, that's how I got in touch with you originally, and uh, it's been, again, I can testify, he, he will get right back to you as soon as possible. Um, so that's really great. Uh, we talked about the Pro Rock. 
Um, I want to I want to just highlight again just the this the pictures. The pictures are great. Um, now, do you do at the end of the season the the collages and the big posters? Is, is that something that you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I put those together if people want them. You know, uh, I only do them if people want them. Okay. Because I, to be honest with you, I, I do so many of them now that yeah. I can't just sit down and throw one together like sure. I, when I first started doing them. Yeah, I, I completely yeah. understand. And it's funny, you know, we talked a little bit ahead uh, ahead of the podcast, and you mentioned you'd only been doing this for you know four or five years or so. You're in that ballpark. I feel like I've seen those banners and these pictures for the last ten years because. I just see them all the time, and they're, you know, it's like it's become a staple of, of, of like, rock bouncer marketing. I feel like, you know, if, if you have a, like, a good, solid named rock bouncer, they have one of your banners either hanging up in their shop, it's in their race truck, it's doing something. Like, I just, I'm just so used to seeing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing is, I don't, I don't do anything, I don't do anything half-ass. Yeah. I mean, uh. If I'm doing something, I want to be the best at it. And uh, this whole social media thing, if you want if you want to be known and you want your product seen, you have to put it out there for people. Yeah. Especially with the way Facebook shuts things down so much and limits who sees what. I mean, it's a job in itself. Social yeah. media is a job in itself. So that was that was part of what I wanted to talk to you too. So like, I'm learning more and more about Facebook running the Racing on the Rocks page, and it's it is dumb. It is just the dumbest thing how they hide posts and they want you to pay something just to reach the followers you already have. It's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. I so, tell people when they buy these posts, I tell people all the time, don't rely on my posts to yeah. to get views. You guys got to share. Yeah. You know, have, have your mom share. Have your brother share. Yep. Ask people who don't care anything about this if they're your friends. Have them share your page because that's where the views come from. Absolutely. That's, you know, without having to pay. You yeah. Know, which, yeah. And, and that's something, too. Like, if you, if you guys really want to support your drivers, your media outlets, all of that, share the content. That I cannot tell you that enough. I know that's where I've gained most of my my followers from, and 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 it sounds like that's the common idea across the board. And you know, more so than than you know, comments and stuff like that are great. But uh, if you just click that share button, that really like it's amazing Absolutely. what it does. Yep, amazing. What it does. What, and if anything that's easy, it don't take no time to do. No, it takes a second, <laughs> a second or two maybe, and you make a huge yeah. difference. Um, so one thing I want to ask too is, you know. Uh, you've been doing this in the time frame of social media, uh, and and you've been doing it in the time frame of everybody is a photographer. That's a big. That's just a big thing now. Is everybody yeah. just takes a picture and takes this and that? And you know, as a photographer, how do you feel about that switch? You know, just where pictures aren't necess- Pictures aren't as limited as they used to be, I guess is the right way to say that. Yeah, I mean, they're not. And, and, you know, anybody can, especially with camera phones today, anybody can take a good picture. Right. That's where, that, that's where the, it, your editing comes in. You know, I said, I said earlier, I have a process that my photos go through. Mm-hmm. You can see one of my photos on social media, and it doesn't have to have a watermark on it. And you know it's my photo. A hundred percent. And that's because of the process that I put it through. 
Yeah. After the very first race I shot at Dirty Turtle, I looked at the photos and I was like, they're cool. But they look like other people's photos. Mm -hmm. So I started working. I started a process of uh, putting together presets and actions and different things to give my photos to make them pop. I mean, to make them stand out. So, you know, you know, they're mine. You yes. Know? Yeah. I, and, and, and it took, it took about two years really for me to, to do that. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this, you know, I, we're, you and I both are in the media business. I call it the business. I, I'm doing this for fun. I think you take your pictures, you know, a little bit for fun, a little bit for the, you know, the rest of it. Cause you've got a great following now. You have a legitimate business that has come from this. Um, what would you say to someone who, you know, whether they want to take videos, whether they want to take pictures, do a podcast, you know, whatever it is, what is your advice for somebody who, who's just getting started and they want to build a brand and they want to build a name for themselves? With, that, with the way things have progressed in the last couple of years, you have to be, as as Cole Shirley says, you have to be fully committed. 100%, this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and there's there's no way around that, you know. Yeah. You, can, you can't, there, there is no, there is no missing races. In my book, there is no missing a race or, um, and I'm not going to be able to make this event. That's not, that's not an option for me anymore. You know. Yeah. And absolutely. It, it, you, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to grow and you want to truly be successful at this, that's the way. That's the way you have to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's great advice, and and you're exactly right, especially when it comes to social media and getting everything you need up on there. It's a full time job just to do that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as far as the photography aspect goes. I want to move on to talking about the race leagues and the time that you've been in the sport because you kind of have a view of behind the curtain. Um, you know, you kind of you get to talk to the people who run the show, you talk to the fans, and you're you're somewhere in that middle zone. What are your yeah. thoughts when you got started with this? You know, the Southern Rock Racing Series, the Pro Rock Racing Outlaw, all of that stuff. It looked a lot different, or it didn't exist. Yeah. What? It, 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 it's real. It's it's really strange because even when talking to or working with a certain series, uh, I see so much of everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's weird. It, it, I don't know. It's just strange because to see everybody's different perspective behind things yeah. and how everybody does things different. Uh, I really, I don't, I, it's hard to answer that question, to be honest. Sure. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I really don't. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in terms of like, you know, are, are there more people going to races now than ever? You know, uh, I've, I've, several events have been to a Dirty Turtle early on. Man, you're talking about an absolute packed house. Really? And then it dropped off. Last year, last year was probably the worst year that I've seen as far as attendance wise. Really, across the board for everybody. Wow. And I think it had a lot to do with live feeds. I was gonna, I was I, gonna bring it I'm up. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of live feeds. Granted, if I can't be somewhere, I love to watch it. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I get but that. people are 
in general, not saying nothing bad about anybody, but people in general nowadays are lazy. Sure. So if you don't have to go to an event, why go? Yeah. You know, if you can watch it for free. Yeah. But I get that. I think they have their good aspects, and I think I think there's more. I think there's more bad than there is good with them personally. But yeah. yeah. Well, as, just, as someone, so like me, for example, um, I watch the live feed if there's ever a race that's that's far from me because yeah. I know that 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 option that option doesn't exist for you because you've got to be there. Yeah. But uh, you know, if I'm ever in a situation where I know like Texas is the best example, that live feed, I actually didn't even watch it live. I went back and watched it um, later that night or whenever I had a free time, watched 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. Yeah. Um, it does help. And and on the back side of that, I'll slide in there and say, there's nothing like being in that race in person for sure. And, and it's it's not. It's really not. I mean, even I was telling somebody today that even when I go to a race that I've seen the hill climbed a hundred times. Yeah. I look at it and I'm like, nah, that's crazy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. No, I completely understand. So that's one of the questions I ask drivers all the time is like, at what point do you sit down and just go like, are you nuts? Am I nuts? Why am I doing this? And every single time it's, it's, I love it or I love the rush or I love this and that. And, you know, I just, man, y'all, y'all drivers, man, y'all got, y'all got a different wire in, than most of us because oh absolutely it, I, it, I could watch somebody climb some of those hills, like you said, a hundred times and you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to get up there and drive that. No, I wouldn't do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Do it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a, I, it takes a special kind, and I think I tell every single one of my drivers that it just it takes a, it takes a special breed to do what they do. But you know, it, it seems like attendance is going. Um, you know, that's really attendance the reason. Attendance at every event I've been to this year uh-huh. has been awesome. Okay, now what do you think? What do you think is making that difference from last year? I don't know. I, I know that it, it seemed like there was a lot of pre-race yeah. hike yeah. over the winter. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I don't know if it was just last year there was a lot of rainy events. Sure. And a lot of, even, I remember being at AOP, what was that AOP half a dozen times last year? Yeah. yeah. A- every a- single time I was there, it was cold and rainy. Even if it yeah. was in the summertime. It was yep. cold, rainy, you know. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, AOP is the one. Turtles always rainy and muddy. I was literally <laughs> just know? about to say it. I was like, man, this is coming from the guy who lives 15 minutes from the everywhere. That every time it races there, it's mud and rain. <laughs> yeah. And uh, AOP is my my close to home park, and it is funny because they AOP has their own series of small events that they do, and uh, yeah. like the bounty series and. Uh, every time you go to one of those, man, it's a million degrees. You're sweating your ass off, and you know yep. it's just bad all the way around. And then the one day they have, you know, a pro rock race or they have some kind of outlaw race, it's pouring. <laughs> it's absolutely yep. pouring. So I, I get that, and I, I agree with you to some degree. Um, it is the weather because there was a bunch of string of really weird weather last year and a lot of rain. Yeah. Um, yep. So let me ask you this though: what, what what was the attendance like at the finals for last year? I think it was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know final numbers or anything. Sure, yeah. It just uh, just feel-wise. But I think that park draws people for whatever reason, whether it's just the area mm-hmm. that 
are, and what they have. I know a lot of people love the Formula One stuff because yeah. you never get to see it. You know, yeah, it's really neat. Uh, that I think I think it was pretty good. Good. Now I'll tell you for everybody listening. I'm planning on I'm planning right now. I'm in the process of buying a house and getting married and all that other fun stuff. I'm planning on uh, coming to the finals this year because I'm going to draw the name for the winner of our contest there, uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully it'll be somebody there. And uh, you know. I'm trying to be there because I want to go watch. I want to go see those hills because those are some legendary hills now. Um, I, I'm I'm really hoping that this year specifically the finals is the biggest race of the year because it really should be. You know, it should be um, it should be the moment where no one has a clear lead. And I know we're in a position right now where everybody's still close to each other. And uh, I hope that it's like that come finals weekend. You know, I think it probably will be. I mean. With the incident Tim had, Tim Cameron had yep. at Winrock, it's he's gonna have to be perfect. He's gonna have to be perfect for the rest of the year. Yep. And 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 if Bubba wants Bubba wants to take it, he's gonna have to stay perfect too. You know. Yeah, it's good, man. But there's it's a good. lot of you guys. I mean, that I think this is another another reason why maybe. Some of the attendance is better. Is you've got new people coming on board that's bringing people in. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. you got Larry Krogh. Yeah, is killing it this year. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, exciting driver to watch. So. Yeah, I mean, there's I a bunch of guys, especially, especially, uh, especially in the, the the big bouncer class. There's a lot of guys that have new rigs, and I know we actually interviewed Tim Sorensen. If that's that, by the time I release this, uh, if that yeah. interview's not out, it's coming. Uh, he's got a really neat buggy. Um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that are really neat, and uh, the Gold Rush buggy, like holy crap, that thing's pretty. Dude, that neat. thing is that thing is insane. That's just it's it's there's so much out there that I just want to go see just to go see it, and um, yeah. that's why I'm going to the Ultra Four race is because I don't ever get to see those rigs, and I'm going to go and I'm going to interview some of the drivers, and uh, I just want to go out and see it. And and if you're someone who doesn't go to races. I encourage you just go to one and just get the feel for it. Um, it oh is, yeah! It is an all-day event, but I promise you, you won't regret it. And yeah. you know, going just to go to a race, just go to you know, exactly, exactly. Because it doesn't matter whose series it is. Yeah. It's just it. It doesn't matter whose series it is because once you go, and it'll get you. If it's in your blood at all, if off-roading is in your blood at all, if racing is in your blood at all. You go to an event and it'll get you. Yeah, so. yeah, and and I know, like I said, I didn't grow up around it. It took me, you know, I went to Wheeling in the country a couple times, and then uh, next thing I know, I'm at AOP watching them climb. And the first time I saw, oh man, it was it was the outlaw buggy. And when I heard it, you know, the nitrous shoot in and the the engine spin up and everything, I about I just knew I was like, I I want I want one of these first off, <laughs> and then second <laughs> yeah. second I was like, I gotta keep doing this. But yeah. uh, so, if people are going to come out to one race, what's your favorite place to? Let me ask you this: your favorite place to take pictures, and also your favorite place as a spectator. Where would you tell people if you're going to come to one race, come here? You know, my, my favorite my favorite park to take photos of and to shoot at is Wildcat in Kentucky. Okay, uh, just where I'm able to get and the position I'm able to be in is awesome and uh I, I think it's a great spectator part too uh, yeah they they have the hill set up really nicely where you pretty much yeah, look straight yeah. on um that's that's part of my beef with some of the parks is 
you know, by the time someone's halfway up a hill, they're gone. You know, you, you can't yeah, see them anymore. Yeah. I mean, I love Dirty Turtle for obvious reasons. Right. You know, I wish that I wish things could be closer to and easier for spectators and stuff. Sure. But uh, I think that's also comes along with the sport. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, is, yeah. It's just part of it. You're either going to have to hoof it or bring a ride, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. On the flip side of that, where's your least favorite place to take pictures and where's your least favorite? Like, if you had to tell someone, make sure, you know, skip this skip this park and, you know, uh, we can be a little edgy. Go ahead and say, like, skip this park. If you want to answer, you don't have to. Um, well, know. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody to skip a park. Sure. Basically, just because I want people to go and see. Sure. Uh well, let, one, let, one of the coolest parks that I go to is Windrock. Yeah. But I hate I hate shooting there. What do you hate shooting there for? It's everywhere you stand. It's a, it's on an extreme angle. Yeah. You can't get close, and there's trees everywhere. So that's it what it makes it makes it hard. I, I get it. It just because... makes it hard, you know, for me to be able to do what I do. Yeah. And, you know. If you haven't seen those hills at Winrock, like they're caved where they go, they're straight up and then they almost cave straight back out, right by oh, right yeah. at the top. And oh, I mean, yeah, not taking anything away from the hills because right. the hills are great. Right, right. But, but for me, it stinks. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I mean, you're somebody that has to stand on the side of that hill, and you're either going to stand in a place where you're going to get smashed by rock and debris flying off the mountain, or you're not going to be able to see. You know, so yeah. I, I completely oh, get yeah. that, and. uh you know, if I were telling someone to go watch a race, I would probably say if you just want like sheer shock factor, uh, Windrock is one that is it's shocking that they climb those hills. Oh yeah, and as easy as they do, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what is alarming. When they had the first race to riches at Windrock, um, my buddy and I we had spent a lot of time riding out there, and they had just cut the cut that trail that they were going to race. And I kid you not, I drove up there. We were in, a, I think we were in a Jeep at this point. And uh, I just looked at it, and I, I looked over the edge and, like, had to look backwards into the hill because it curved in. And I was just like, there's no way. And and I come back, and I watch the videos of these guys, and they're, you know, just feathering it up there. And you're just like, this is unbelievable. You know, I, a, a lot of times I think to myself, I'll pull up to a hill, and I'll see the hill for the first time or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think to myself, what goes through these drivers' heads to pull up this and see this and think, oh, this is 16-second hill. Yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> see, I'm on the flip side. I'm like, what makes you think you can drive up this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I'm trying to think about what, what, uh, what I want to say next because, you know, we've talked a little bit about parks and, and we've talked a little bit about how you get the shot. Um what really nails it down for you where you can say, like, this was a great race? Like, what makes a great race for you? Let me, let me phrase it that way. A great race for me is it's, it, it goes off of the crowd. When you can hear that crowd, when I'm at the top and you can hear that crowd going crazy because somebody just smoked a hill. Yeah. And... It, it just creates a feeling that that makes it, you know. Yeah. If you the, had to, if you had to pick, pro rock race, 
at Dirty Turtle, the first pro rock race at Dirty Turtle this year. Yes. It was the endurance race. Yeah. And let me tell you, for me, I'm a big guy. I'm not little by no means. I'm not in shape by any means. <laughs> when uh, these guys buy spots for these endurance races, uh-huh. I, I feel like I owe it to them to be everywhere that I can be. You know, not just get four cool shots. Mm-hmm. I want to be at the start. I want to be at the finish. I want to be at the middle of the pack. I want to be at the hill that everybody's getting jammed up on. Yeah. And that's hard. But that pro rock endurance race was the absolute best that I have witnessed since I started doing this. Do you think that the endurance racing is the future of the East Coast sports? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so, too. I. And if, if you haven't heard me say that by now, I say it in about every podcast from this point on. Um, that endurance racing, I want to do it, and I'm not a ra- I don't have I'm not a racer by blood, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get a rig, and I'm whenever I choose to do so or make my rig, I've got a two seater right now, I'm gonna do it, and I feel like it's so it, much more looks, relatable. Yeah, it just looks so fun, and being at the finish line when the drivers are climbing out. And they're absolutely covered in mud, and they're covered in sweat, and they're grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. Doesn't matter where they placed at. Yeah. And they're just going, man, that was the funnest thing I've ever done. Man, that was a great race. You know? Yeah. That, that to me, makes a good race. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you There were so many more. UTVs at this pro rock race that they released them every 10 seconds. Wow. Have you ever heard anything about pro rock? It's a tight course anyway. Yeah, for it sure. It was already muddy. And water and everywhere and everybody just being on top of each other and the drivers just i mean because the drivers give a hundred percent yeah and it was just a cool race <laughs> yeah I, I actually interviewed chris west last week and uh he, we talked a lot about that pro rock race and and the mentality of you know it, we're not climbing a, we're not drag racing anymore we're we're racing to hold the machine together and we're drag racing on the hills you know like yeah. we're doing everything and I think Chris agrees with me. Chris loves the hill killing, but I just I think that that's the future of the sport, and I think that that may be, uh, you know, shake a little heads, but I think that's where Ultra Four is ahead of the Southern Rock Racing Series and Pro Rock and all that because they have much more deliberate courses. They have, you know, their their parks are designed for that style of racing, and I would be really surprised if the East Coast parks uh, don't step up and try and design those into the park. Uh, either that or oh, building, yeah. because uh, I know Adventure is hosting Ultra Four this weekend, and the only reason I'm going is to see the rigs. But also, that park is not built for full size rigs be running through at 60 miles an hour, and it's definitely not built for two side by side full size rigs be bun- oh, running man. through. No, I'll be honest with you. If I wasn't going to, if I wasn't committed to the Pro Rock race, yeah, I would be at that AOP race. Oh yeah, just for the simple fact that. Watching the forty four hundreds battle each other in those that rocky tight that's gonna be insane. I, so I just checked the weather this morning. It looks like it's gonna rain all day too. So oh yeah, so it's, even, it's gonna be even better. I know. I, you trust me. I'm, I'm sitting in my office all week and I'm just losing my mind because I'm just like, man, I can't wait to go and, and it's gonna be great. So uh, hope I think after the, when this podcast goes up, uh, that race will be over. Please go online ultra four ultra four dot com. Uh, Adventure Off-Road Park on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the results of the race and videos. They will be up, and it's going to be nasty. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. But um, other than that, Jonathan, uh, that's kind of all the questions I had for you. Do you have anything else you want to say, anybody you want to give a shout-out to? Man, uh, 
gotta give it up to my boy. Uh, two guys, two guys that uh, I work with. One guy I work with extremely close, Dustin Stubbs at Sensor Fabworks. Yeah, man, he ha- he does all my banners for me. He does all my print for my banners. So if you've got a banner from me, or if you've seen them, they come from Dustin. So he does great work. And uh, Todd Puckett, man, you know. I, I don't have anything bad to say about anybody. I like everybody, but man, what a great dude! You know, I spent a I spent a weekend with him a couple of weeks ago at the Outlaw Race. Rode down with him, mm-hmm. and uh, just a, just a great dude. Supports me a hundred percent in what I do, and uh, I try to hook him up as much as I can. You know, yeah, yeah, buddy. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We didn't talk about. And I'm not real good with coming up with stuff off my head. You know? so, <laughs> no, you're good. I, I just want to make sure you didn't have anything, any anything you wanted to mention, or anybody, anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't that we didn't hit. So, uh, if you're good with everything, and, and if if that's is that everybody you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I believe so. I'm sure somebody will pop in my head. That I should have said something. About, oh yeah, it's, you know, hey. later <laughs> tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll stay on the line after, and if it comes up, we'll we'll, we'll talk for a few minutes, and if you get another, we can always add it back in. So, All right, man. Um, Jonathan, it's been a pleasure and. Um, I just want to say again, I want to articulate how excellent what you do is because it's great for sharing the sport. It's great that you have such a trade that lets the drivers enjoy their sport like they do. And, I mean, as a fan, you're every, ba- you're every wallpaper I have on my background at work right now. Uh, you're every wallpaper I have on my personal desktop. Like, you're killing it, man, and uh, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you letting uh, Racing on the Rocks also use your media. Um, it's one of those things that... I know it throws your watermark out there, and you're exactly right. People do know when your picture comes from you, um, yeah. and uh, it just it. I, I just appreciate you being willing to to work with us too. So, um, thanks oh, absolutely, for, I'm willing to work with anybody. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, try, I mean, I try to. I mean, this is my kind of my. Well, I mean, it is my job now. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I try to make as much money as I can possibly make. But I I want to be fair with everybody, and I work with anybody. Yeah. Who, wants anything as much as I absolutely can, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I, I find over and over again on this podcast that this uh, this whole sport is filled with the best people in the entire world. Best people you absolutely. ever meet. Um, and with that, Jonathan, we'll close it up. I appreciate your time. Uh, I cannot you. wait. And I'm going to see you at a race this year and wherever I do find you. Um, we'll grab a picture and uh, I'll see if I can't hook you up with some gear. All right, man. Sounds great. I appreciate right. it, man. Have a good one, man. Thank you. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook and Instagram, share the episodes, share our posts on Facebook, it really does help us. Um, We want to highlight again Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road carries wheel rings, rock lights, light bars, everything Infinite Off-Road brand is covered by that 25 year, you break it, they replace it warranty. No questions asked, it covers accidental damage, which is pretty neat because Accidents happen, things get in the way, light bars break, they'll get you covered. Awesome customer service as well for them. Um, Again, nothing but nothing but great things to say about them and their products. Um, My friends over at All Things UTV as well, um, best tire, wheel combo packages, best prices, like blowout sale prices just about every single time they go on. One really cool thing that they have I want to highlight is the Axle Magic. It is a patented designed tool. 
to help you get uh, stuck axle shafts that are stuck in the differential. Uh, you know, if you have a if you have an axle that breaks on the on the differential side or the transmission side, um, it can be, for lack of better words, it can be a really big uh, really big pain. We'll put it that way to try and get those shafts out of the differential. Um, Dustin and his team at All Things UTV have created a patent special design tool to help get you those axle shafts out. Please go give them a follow. Go give them a look. AllThingsUTV.com and check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They are there as well. You can all find a link to their websites on our website as well. But that's pretty much it. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you have enjoyed it. Go give Jonathan Wright some love. And best of all, we'll see you on the trail.